This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sunday, 13th of October, uh, August 2023. This evening's show, we go over a fairly drab encounter on the south coast as the Seasiders and the Grecians cancel each other out in a game. A few chances, apart from Matty Virtue's golden want to win it at the death, which he fluffed. Uh, we'll also be briefly covering the midweek EFL Cup win over Derby and look at Tuesday night's game against Port Vale at Bloomfield Road. I'm John Aspinall and this is Seasiders Podcast, Match Reaction Show, Exeter City nil, Blackpool nil. Uh, welcome to the Seasiders Podcast Match Reaction Show, coming to you on a Sunday at 8 o'clock. I'll just put it out on Twitter, we're going up, gentlemen, against the Antiques Roadshow, not Songs of Praise, the Antiques Roadshow, with the, the, the sultry Fiona Bruce, but we've got this even sultrier Nick Smith with us this evening. <laughs> so, yeah, housewife's no choice, Nick. <laughs> not so sure about that mate good evening john good evening everyone evening um mitch good to have you back mate obviously you appeared virtually via a, a vox pop or whatever mm. that that type of video is but what does that actually mean a vox pop i've always wondered i, I, I don't know why do people call them vox pops no one knows is do it they? a vocalization of the population <laughs> could be right I don't know. Right. I wasn't expecting that as the first question, to be fair. <laughs> you're your... going to call oh, me well, I'll let's keep you... I'll like to keep you on your toes, you know, for your, for your return. Uh, every... You're going to say the sultry Nick Smith and the antique Matt. Well, that's where I thought we were going. <laughs> uh, everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome in the comments. Let us know if you know what Vox Pop means. Um, Andy Grice, un- unmute yourself. There you go. I'm guessing you don't know either. Philip Hornby, Vox Populi, Latin for the voice of the people. Oh, there you go. Phil is actually an ITV correspondent, so he's uh, he's in the industry, I think, aren't you, Phil? So yeah. Every day's a school day on this show. Probably more Tim would have known that, wouldn't he, with it being Latin? He probably would. Tim is unfortunately not available this evening. Um, quick trip to the dry cleaners to launder those uh, mustard pants of his his red blazer he's off on a, he's been another one of his middle class weekends um, good evening Andy anyway I'm waffling on evening all hope you're all well he's um, I definitely qualify as an antique <laughs> I think we probably all do now my knees are definitely antique <laughs> Nice down the Blackpool prom today. So the so the Red Arrows and the Euro fight and what's it called the Typhoon. It's pretty impressive. Hmm. Right. We've got a very boring game to cover this evening. Exeter nil, Blackpool nil. So let's get going with it. Let's do what we can. Um, Mitch, over to you first. Um, a very slow start for the pool. I've penned. Um. CJ, we're doing lineups. Uh, go on then, if we must. Oh, actually, I've got a new, I've got a new. Yeah, you've got a new graphic. I've got a new graphic. Yeah, I've nicked off oh, Look at that. Look at that. Oh, wow. It's even got the correct three five two on there. Uh, Blackpool lined up as follows: Grimshaw, the back three of uh, husband Epteta, Casey, midfield five: Lyons, Carey, Norburn, Morgan, 
Hamilton as right wing back, Lyons as left wing back, um, Beasley and Lavs up top. Nick, let's come to you first. Obviously, no sign of the, the new signing, Mr. Weir up front. Obviously, signed a bit too late. Do yeah, you think he would have featured anyway? Um, I would have hoped so, because if you look at... I mean, we'll cover it later on about him signing, but you look at his um, his goal-scoring record in, in League One for Morecambe last season and his assists, um, I think he would have certainly added something to that yesterday, maybe that little bit of uh, quality to maybe get us to three points. Um, but unfortunately, it was just you know a bit too late, and obviously we had... Pennington still still injured, and I believe Joseph has has picked up a, a a new injury on on Friday in training. So it's probably about as much as we could do really with with who's available. If you look at the bench, there wasn't you know a lot to come off the bench really, um, kind of from an attacking point of view. So yeah, probably about what you'd expect really. Obviously, there's there's the uh, debate about. CJ and Lions, um, you know, playing on their opposite side, which we'll we'll come on to. But um, it's critching it, and he's probably trying to match up. Um, and you know, we were all confident, weren't we, after those first couple of games? And um, it was always going to be a bit tougher against Exeter, though. The, the they were a pretty well organised side, as we saw. So um, it, you know, we'll, we'll we'll come on to it about about uh, whether it was a good result or not. But um, I think I think in terms of the lineup, it's. Uh, probably about as, as good as we could do with, with what's available. Mitch, over to you now. Um, uh, Phil Holm has just put, looks like you've already done the player ratings. <laughs> They're actually the FOTMOB player ratings, Phil, but I did notice that myself. It'd be interesting to see what our ratings are. Maybe I shouldn't have put this on before because it may influence people. But um, yeah, Mitch, over to you. What's your What was your thoughts on that um, team sheet when you saw it? In an odd way, I, I quite liked it. Um, it, it. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, not every single player there is is the first choice player that I would pick. But what I quite liked was it looked theoretically reasonably attacking. Um, I didn't know at the time that Connolly was unavailable, um, so I was pleased that he'd, he'd gone with like the attack. Wing backs options. And when when I saw the team, I didn't know that I didn't realise that Hamilton and Lyons were, were inverted. So I thought, well, it looks reasonably attacking. He's gone for two attacking wing back options. And my worry was always that what we would see was that kind of classic Critch performance of fairly tricky away game, you know, kind of soak up lots of pressure. But on paper, when I first saw it, I thought, oh no, it looks like he's going for it. So yeah, I, I was fairly happy. Andy, the inversion of the wingers, are you a fan of that? Or the wing backs? Um, <clears throat> don't get me started on Hamilton. I can't I can't do with it. But I like I said, I I just like I I really want to see Lions on the right at the minute with it with definitely with no Gabriel, but um just I I just want him to get the best out of what we've got. And you know, maybe Hamilton is uh, he's, he's really Marmite, isn't he? But uh, um, Tim, I think Tim Cr- would have been raging. Seems to Tim would have been raging at that performance. I think today, had he been on, or particularly his inclusion in that position. You just hope that this is going to be. Um, this is now, and and at the end of the window, it's going to look completely different. You just want us uh, to have a be- bench full of impact players at the end of the window. Um, and that didn't look like it yesterday, did it? Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Andy. To to the room, then um, the the bench was quite weak. Um, Owen Dale, the only the only kind of option in a an attacking type of player. Well, to, was on there. Actor was on there, and I mean, I'm I was happy to see that because I, I've you know I've said this before, but what's the point in having a youth setup if you never play the kids? And what you know, having someone like Actor who's been out, done the loans, done the levels, you know, sort of gone through the stages, he may or may not be good enough, but we'll never we're never going to know unless we play him. So I was happy to see Actor there. And I think as well as like I said just before, when you look at who's out. There's not, there's, you know, there's not too much else he can do, really, is there? There's, you know, Tribal played against Derby, but he's out of the the, the squad again, and it, it sounds like he's going to be on his way as soon as he can find a club or his agent can find a club for him. So he's probably not going to be involved. So 
there's not there's not too much else he can do at the moment. I think once those players are back, it's you know it looks completely different for me. You've got a, hopefully a very decent player in in Weir going off what he did for Morecambe, like I said, and I think we're we look. I saw a report today we're we're looking at a striker. Is it Cosgrove at um, Birmingham? Birmingham. So get, you know, Tom, get, get Tom Brady to uh, chuck him over. Yeah. A hail mary um, from Brum. <laughs> I think it, it. I think it looked pretty decent, you know. And like Mitch said, um, it, it was a critically tight game yesterday, and we're going to get more of those as the season goes. It's not just a case of we were in the championship, we rock up anywhere, and we're we're going to dominate games. You know that they didn't give us anywhere near as much time on the ball as Burton or Derby did. Um, they were very well organised. They kept the shape really well, and whether it's uh, two points dropped or a point gained, we will see at the end of the season. I think they're a, a reasonably decent side exit. So certainly very well organised. So there'll be there'll be other teams who go there and have a tough afternoon. Well, they're unbeaten as well. Well, only yeah. two games in, aren't we? But yeah, and we're three in. And you said at the start of the season, you win your first one at home, you win away at Derby in the cup, and pick up a point away from home at Exeter. I think most people would have taken that. Mm. Okay, Mitch, on to the first half then. We didn't start particularly brightly, did we? It's quite a, a laboured first 10 minutes and um, the, the first real chance of the game came on 15 minutes. Um, Dimmy Mitchell getting the best of... Uh, how can you describe CJ Hamilton's positioning? Thompson-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the point, isn't it? And I shouldn't, I shouldn't lay into Dom because he hasn't played and he played quite well at Derby, I think. Um, but... That's another point on the selection is that he could have either picked Hamilton or he could have picked Thompson. And he picks Hamilton and half the crowd go, Blue, what's CJ playing? He picks Tomo, the other half of the crowd go, What really else Tomo playing? I mean, who else is he supposed to pick apart from other kids? But yeah, um he got he got absolutely done, didn't he? If I remember rightly, Thompson so um not Thompson, I'm doing it again. Hamilton saw he got Mitchell went right, sort of cut inside him and, and Hamilton just looked lost. Um, I know he has played wing back, but you know he hasn't played wing back sort of regularly for for a long time. I don't think in his career he sort of filled in a little bit last year, but he, he looked he looked sort of like a, a floundering winger who was a bit lost. And Mitchell looked quite purposeful, didn't he? I mean, I, I made a joke before the game about Hamilton versus Mitchell. It'd be like two chickens fighting over a head. But I thought Mitchell seemed to have found a, a, a purpose that he didn't really have a lot of the time when he was with us. Um, and I think that's probably why Critch put Hamilton up against Mitchell because what Mitchell does is very much kind of pick it up and run like a maniac in no particular direction. But he looked a better player than he had been with us. Um, yeah, and I think picking up on what Nick said before, I didn't so much think it was us starting terribly, but I was really impressed with how Exeter started. They were so quick. Every time they got the ball, there was no rest. There was no sort of knocking it sideways. They they were fast and they were purposeful and they were going forward. Um, And I've got to be honest, they impressed me a lot more than some of the teams in the championship impressed me last year. Obviously, individual player-wise, they're not as good as some of the teams that we played against, but as a unit, with a purpose that knew what they were doing, I thought they were really, really impressive. And I think we were we were sluggish. I think we were taken aback a little bit. I think we were a bit shocked by how quickly they played. And it was like they, they were sort of setting themselves and going out as quickly. And it was like we had no time to set to press, if that made sense. Um, and... We didn't play well, but I was encouraged that we just we kept at it and we didn't really concede many chances. There was the one you've highlighted, but there wasn't much else. Apart from the Marv one. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, that, they didn't really make that. Oh, fair they? enough. They, yeah. you know, you know, Marv made yeah. that, didn't he? Yeah, there was no, there was no need for that. It's a great pass. <laughs> i tell you what was interesting about that. I don't know if somebody else wants to come in on that, but I, I watched it back and I observed something about it. 
Go on. Go. Yeah. No, it's just, if I watched it back, because it was like, where did Norburn come from? I was like looking at it thinking, has Marvin got a pass? And I was going, oh, he's, he's supposed, there's not many players showing. And then Norburn comes into the bottom of the frame. And all the while, Norburn was, was the player who was square from him, who'd come deep to get the ball. I read a few things online with people saying, what we've got to do is make sure Norburn comes back to show for the pass for Marv. But if you watch it back, Norburn's out of the frame. But he's obviously the furthest back player alongside Marv. He's come back going, pass it to me. And Marv's ignored him and gone on that wander up the pitch. And I just thought it was kind of quite interesting that Marv had sort of turned down the obvious pass to the to the quarterback in Norburn. I think Marv needs to just hit diagonals from now on if he's going to start playing like that. Because he's good. But I think, was that, you know that Lions chance we had yeah, on the left? I'm sure good. that came from a... A big Marv diagonal. It was a great ball. Um, Lions cut in, Nick. um, Should have done better, really. I noticed Lavery was in a lot of space as well. Could have just slipped him in and uh, it'd have been 1-0. But it was sort of our best chance of the first half, I guess. Yeah, it was. And it's just that decision-making sometimes, isn't it? And, um, you know, going back to the Marv thing, we covered it on the last show, didn't we, about, you know, when he's got... The, the longer the longer he has on the ball, it's almost like the, the the worse it is. You just want him to be able to make a quick pass to someone, and it's done. It's when he's got time to ponder and think, what do I do? And you can literally see him being caught in two minds, and then all of a sudden, he'll, he'll do the wrong thing. And it's it's whether that then knocks his confidence. Because other than that, you know, about a minute after that, he, he made a brilliant header from a, a decent ball in from them. You know, he'll put great tackles in and, and that, as we've said, is he's at what he's absolutely brilliant at and why he's in the team. Um, it's just there's, there's been two now, hasn't he, where he's he's put an attacker in, thankfully, on both occasions. They've, um, you know, they've not put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but, I, you know, for, I don't particularly think he needs dropping or anything like that. It's just, it, it may help, like I said last week, if he's got uh, Pennington back. Although, um, I thought defensively, um, Casey was really, really good yesterday and he's done really well um, since he's come in. But we're, we're going to carry on playing out from the back. That's that's the modern way, isn't it? And the way Critch wants to play. So it's just almost kind of damage limitation a bit with him, isn't it? That you're giving him and maybe saying, just just play the simple pass sideways or, or a longer diagonal. Because we, we did start hitting it long yesterday, but it was to Lavery, which, you know... It, it, his strength isn't isn't in the air, is it? Marv GT. As soon as Marv does that little drag back, you know the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good do or yeah, uh, cheers, Mark. Uh, do or die, defender. Though I think everyone's of the of the same opinion there. Yeah, he's, I think like he's some, he gets himself out of trouble with these great little last ditch tackles, but. A lot of the time, last-ditch tackles are because of something that's gone on before, or he's lost the ball, or he's um, um, he's just in the wrong position, and and just like he he, he just got to cut this out, hasn't he? He's, he? he's an accident waiting to happen, isn't it? We, we're going to concede a goal if if we carry on doing it, but he's, it's not that he's playing badly all the time or anything. It's just these little indiscretions when he's got half an hour with the ball. Mm. I must say though, I mean, I, I think Lee in the comments said, I don't know if you brought it up, said he played he played okay otherwise, and I, I thought he played actually pretty well. There was there was th- next highlighted one. There was another moment where he one of their players had broke through, and he just came across and just eased him out of play, and he was absolutely brilliant defending. It was that that bit where he looks like a, a Premier League player. Um, there was one, there was that chance in the second half. I can't remember who had it. it wasn't the one where Hobby had sliced it clear. But they, oh, it was the one where Casey was kind of not quite getting under it, and their lad was running around um, Casey, and he just he did that thing where he appears from nowhere with his telescopic legs, and it was a brilliant challenge. Like there were some moments there in Marv that were absolutely brilliant, and I think sometimes with defenders and keepers, it's like they make one mistake, and everyone goes, "Oh my god, they're going to cost us a goal." But I, I think Marv probably saved at least two really good shooting opportunities there in a way that I can't 
can't really see anybody else doing because he just has such good timing in reach. And it's like with a striker, they can score twice and then hit the corner flag with a third effort and everyone thinks they're a hero. But with, if a defender or a keeper makes one mistake, everybody's like, oh, you know, get them out burn him on a big bonfire and and I think you've got to balance it up with him he does some stuff yeah. that is way above but he's got this mistake in him and yeah we probably will concede a goal from his from his indiscretions at some point but he still classed the other 89 minutes so I, I thought he was good in that game aside from that moment where I nearly threw up in my hands I had um, a quick look on the Exeter forum and there was lots of comments from their fans saying how good we were defensively you know, they they really noticed how how well we played defensive. Like you say, when you make that mistake, that's all people focus on rather than what you do over the whole game. He he did a last ditch tackle in the second half and non play as well. Like he got a shot where yeah, he was going in. Was, yeah. yeah. I thought we kept him pretty well shackled. Casey did a good job at him, apart from that kind of fifty mm. P header that he did in the first half. Casey played really well, didn't mm. he? But it's like he's not as dominant as Marv, and it's like as a, as a ball player, you'd think that central role would suit him because he's really nice with the ball and he's really calm and he uses it really well. But there were a few moments where he just got caught under the ball, or he wasn't sort of that the way Marv sort of just goes straight through and kind of takes everybody out and clears it. I'm not quite sure Casey's that, and I'm a bit. It's a bit. Bit of a toss-up as to which one you'd play in the centre because they both got the both got the strengths and weaknesses. Okay, let's move on to the, the second half then. Lavery next nearly scored for, uh, just three minutes in. From we're getting away court. from the German spelling of the first half. First half. <laughs> <laughs> first half of Dynamo Dresden. <laughs> That's not in honour of Thomas Tribal. <laughs> yeah, nine. Yeah, so was it the the header from Lavery? He just didn't quite get enough on it, did he? It was kind of straight to the keeper, peeled, um, peeled off the keeper from the corner, didn't he? Either side, you got a reasonable yeah. connection either side of the keeper, and it's in. Well, that's it. Yeah, if it's if it's down at the the bottom corner, it's in it's in the back of the net, isn't it? Um, yeah, a bit unfortunate, but I think that's just the way the game went, wasn't it? Really, it was a little bit a little bit scrappy. Mm. It was a good chance, Al. It was a good chance. I just think we started the second half, Andy. We were a bit brighter, weren't we? Um, they, they, um, I'm, I'm sure when they go in, he talks about moving the ball a bit quicker, and it just, I, I makes me think that they uh, sometimes um, we start the game well and. The other way around, and um, but yesterday was a bit of a. We, we were brighter, but it, they were a good side, and and I'm I'm really. Uh, I thought they were really well organised, to be honest. Um, certainly, I, I was I was talking to a lot of people at work today, Bolton fans, and they were they were impressed with Exeter last season, and say, saying we took a point from Exeter without conceding. They all thought that was an excellent result. So, Mitch, uh, Jimmy Osborne, pretty solid again, but he again he had a bit of a, an error. What I've noticed on the, on the official Twitter feed, they don't mention the Marv Howler at all, and they didn't mention this Howler from Jimmy either. It's like you can't blame Sean. Doing, you can't blame Sean for that because he was he was speaking words, wasn't he? So I can't I can't think he was doing the Twitter I'm feed. He was on comms, actually. Just let me get, get this note. I did actually write this down. Um, on 40 minutes, when um, the other guy from Radio Like said, it's not the best game in the world, one for the purists, I think. I think he said, oh, yeah, just these like kind of boring people that like statistics and things like that, and XG, and like, he, he said, yeah, someone like me, or words to that effect, one for the purists. So, yeah. He did a good job, though, I thought. It was quite... 
quite good on the he night. He got a bit of a panic on because he got a, on his last comms appearance. He was he was on with he was very much on the corporate. Like I can't remember what it was, but we, it was a Mick game, wasn't it? And we were ropey as hell. And he was sort of giving it. Oh, it's a brave battling defensive performance this from Blackpool. But at one point, he just went, "Nonblade's got to score if we carry on like this." I can see it coming. And he just said it really panicked. I think he'd forgotten he worked for the club. It's made me chuckle. Anyway, yeah, no, no, no mention of these defensive lapses on the uh, Twitter feed. Yeah, I mean everything I've just said about Marvin away for Jimbo. I thought Jimbo had a decent game. I mean, you know, you don't get quite the level of strengths from Jimbo, but I thought it was it was a sort of horrible slashed clearance, and he was you know he was off balance. And I used to when I used to play, I was a defender, and you do that sometimes. You're running back, and you're sort of falling away, and you you kick at the ball, and you don't get behind it, and it ends up being a really good pass for for the opposition but he was tidy though um, Jimmy I'm not digging him out in any yeah, way I thought he, had I a thought very he good was game. really tidy and I thought he was also great in the last 10-15 minutes he really grabbed it and he was really striding out from the back he played a lovely little dink ball through for one of our chances and that's something that he can do in a way that, that Marvin can't is he can really pick the ball up and, and advance you know in, way back when when he was in his early 20s he was actually a left winger I think or he certainly played some games at left wing so he's comfortable carrying the ball and he has got he doesn't always use it his distribution gets criticised by some but he has got he has got good vision and he can hit a good ball forward so I thought I thought he played pretty well and I thought and I thought him and Norburn I don't necessarily think any, everyone's going to agree with me but I thought him and Norburn were probably the pick of my players and I think the experience showed and the fact we have got sort of an experienced spine showed, showed in that game where Exeter were good and it wasn't like last year when we faced a team that were half decent and sort of the kids fell over. That the experienced players dug in and stuck at it, and and I think Jimmy was one of them. Yeah. Uh, triple subs, Nick, on sixty-seven minutes. Uh, Kenny, Virtue, and Dale on replacing who was it? Carey, Beasley, oh. and Morgan. What do you think Critch was trying to do? That triple sub win the game or see the game out. Um, and maybe fresh freshen it up a bit as well. And I think if you look at if you look at Dale, he he gave us a little bit more purpose. You know, tried to drive forward a bit, got us a couple of corners, and obviously virtue was we'll we'll come on to had a had a golden opportunity. So yeah, I think probably you always want to win games, don't you? But I think also it's. I think he's he's also happy to kind of bide our time in games, and if it, we did it in the championship a lot, didn't we? Where we we might not have loads of the ball, um, and we get one chance and and put it away, and it's a a critch away masterclass. And unfortunately, we just we did everything other than put the ball in the back of the net at the end. So I think it it, it did freshen us up a little bit, gave us a bit more impetus with Dale. Um, I know end product's not always there with him, but you can say that with a lot of wingers, can't you? Did we spot just this is a minor? I don't think you bring this up in the list, but did anybody else notice Dougal's wonder Hollywood pass that he did? Would just have to come on. He like ratted it out in the corner and then spam and hit one of the best passes I've ever seen in my life. I feel that I have to bring that to the world's attention on Tim's behalf. <laughs> it was an incredible pass. Does he paid you to say that? God. <laughs> well, he was he was he was involved in the the past of virtue as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he, made a, yeah, he won it back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was decent when he came on. Sakira will be opening the champagne now, man. <laughs> that you've actually got it in. Well, just winding back to this comment, what would Sean have said about the match pre BFC employees? They'd acquired some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd gone into robot mode, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> When they said something we didn't understand about the the XPI dropping off on the second half, so obviously that means something. And we'd have all gone, what does that even mean, Sean? And when in the commentary yesterday, when he switched back to his non-BFC employee days, just see the Julian Winters' right hand fly over and give him a clip round the ear on. <laughs> Come on, back in line. <laughs> His saddle of onus went down like hundred quid. <laughs> oh, what was that, Nick? What was that 
word that I asked you to explain? Was it transition or... Uh, re- recycling. Recycling the ball. They kept saying it, recycling the ball. I, asked, yeah. Yeah, I said, I said, me and Nick were watching it, and I said, what does he mean? What does it actually mean, recycling the ball? I, I assume it means winning it back, winning the ball back, winning possession back. Um, but it's just one of one of the many hipster sayings nowadays, isn't it? Like you say, transition well, between the lines, false nine, all of that. When we do the... Let me do the H to Z of football hipsterism. <laughs> Finally, we can cover that. <laughs> we have been talking about doing more feature shows again, haven't we? So, uh, mm. yeah, the H to Z of the uh, football hipster terms will be covered. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure, Sean won't be allowed to come on for the uh, the second part of that. But we'll dig out the first half and put it out there. Yeah, it's quite a funny one. With a paper bag on his head is a mystery guest. <laughs> what a question mark! Yeah, it's when, it's when you see it go from the right full right wing back back to one of the central defenders across the line, out to the left wing back, back to the central defenders across the line again, and then back out to the right wing back, and you just see it and you just go, oh my god. And you can, and I alluded to it against um, uh, Burton uh, once. Some some stage in the second half, it was just like people were around me were just saying, "I'm bored." It wasn't that the the bored. It was just like you just want something to happen a bit quicker in the game to to give them some excitement. They want some excitement when they're at the football. That's what Ollie always said, didn't he? He said, I'm going to play entertaining football. I'm going to entertain yeah. people. That's why they're there. All I get is to entertain me is Colin running at the away fans shouting. <laughs> the thing is, though, like I said before, it, it, you're not always going to turn up and play no. exciting football and, and win games. You're going to no. get games like yesterday, and we will probably get a few more over the course of the season. And if you get your home form right, actually picking up these points away from home... Respect it, the point, Nick. Respect, you got to respect the well, away say, point, I mean, haven't you? You could say we didn't. If you, if you don't play particularly well, well away from home against a, de- a decent organised side and don't get beat, and and their only sort of main chances are down to our mistakes, it, it's not that bad, you know. If you we got we've got the game on Tuesday, we can get three points against Port Vale. It's I think it's a bloody good start to the season. Well, if, if Virtue tucks that one away. It becomes an absolute classic Critch masterclass, soak it up, soak it up, soak it up, bring on fresh legs, score the goal. Um, but he doesn't. And, you know, and I agree with every word Nick said. And um, Grimmy, Grimmy made one save in that game, which was that one that looped up. Um, it was after the husband mistake where it was yeah. a terrible shot. One he kind of like lolly popped it up in the air and Grimmy caught it under the bar. So it wasn't even a proper save. I mean, that was their only shot on target. They flashed a couple across the goal. They had one that went wide and a couple of tackles. We, you know, they had a lot of possession and they impressed us in the way we played, but they had nothing. They, they, they didn't threaten us. Um, and as much as goals win games, yeah, you have to score a goal to win a game, but it's a lot, and it sounds like a really boring football manager, but it's a hell of a lot easier to win a game if you're not conceding goals. Mm. And the other, going back to a little bit of point earlier on, is that was virtue coming on. If if that's Jensen Weir starting or and Carey coming on, or Carey starting and Jensen Weir coming on, that's better. And that makes us stronger mm. and you know, maybe Jensen Weir is coming in and is that the end of virtue? You know, because like maybe he isn't enough. He's a good good lad, Trichley likes him, but is he is he enough for what we want to do well, to compete at the top of the towards the top of the league? He, he should have finished that chance really. Um it was a quite a quite a tape. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Team effort, almost. The keeper's committed himself. Keepers for me, telegraphed what he's doing. Gone to ground early. Quick dink over him and it goes. Or could have even driven it first time. It was a kind of a powder puff finish, almost. We're being a bit harsh. I think it was a bit of both. I mean, he could have chipped it, you know. He could have done a Cruyff turn and then back-heeled it into the net, you know. But he hits the target and he hit it reasonably hard. I watched it back, he hit it reasonably hard and the keeper was off his line like lightning. Mm. And the keeper gambled, didn't he? He went down quickly at his feet and he got that gamble right. And I think it's a bit of both. He, He probably could have done it, you know, probably could have done something else, but... He didn't slice it into the top of the stand or anything. You know, he, he did what you... Half the time he scores that with that finish, half the time he doesn't, and he didn't. So, do you know he had literally half of our shots in that game? Virtue did. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of stats, I've made another graphic with match stats on. Oh, who needs Sean? <laughs> You're going you're gonna to end up getting pulled by the club at this rate. I doubt this. that. Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> we, we, we talked about that boardroom chat. <laughs> I think hell will freeze over before that happens. So we had uh, 59%, oh, sorry, actually had 59 ball, ball, ball possession to our 41. Um, they had an IRXG of 111 to our 0.51. That surprised me, actually. That, that almost from a statistical point of view, says that they were the better team and they had the better chances, and I don't think that's the case. So it's a lot of bollocks, XG. Have a look it's at the big shots chances. 11. Is that say 11, John? <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. Yeah, total shots, 11-4. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had yeah, but the big, big chances. Big chances but what's the big chance, though? We had two. Well, we had we had um, Lions as well, didn't we? We had Lavery, and we had... And um, maybe class their, their one from Mars Mistake as a... Was a big chance for them, perhaps. But... Oh, yeah. They didn't get a shot away, though, did they? No, true. But, um, yeah, the, I think that momentum graph's quite telling of the game. I think it's probably accurate. Quite like those momentum graphs. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> Need some music in the background next time you bring that up. <laughs> so a minute on stats is long enough, I think. <laughs> Okay, we've done the stats. Let's go over to uh, player ratings. First up is uh, Danny Grimshaw, and you can start, Andy. Did have, did have a lot to do, really, apart from that one high ball he dealt with. Quite Three games, three, three, oh, sorry, two games for him, two clean sheets. So, and, and there's not a lot to do, is there? So what can you give him? Seven. Se- <laughs> Seven. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, it's about all you can do, isn't it? Because he's not done anything exceptional. Well, give him a, use the FPRS and give him a plus. Seven his plus. kicking was all right. Yeah, FPRS, yeah. 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 clean sheet. Time. you got to get a seven plus if it's clean sheet, haven't you? Seven plus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Nick, you can have Jimmy... Husband, one mistake, but an otherwise pretty solid performance. So That's it, yeah. Um... He did have that one mistake, but other than that, I thought he was probably one of our, our better performers. Um, you know, nothing amazingly spectacular, but again, it's it's a clean sheet. Um, I don't know, seven plus. So that's fair. Uh, big Marv, Mitch. Well, what I'm going to say, I won't repeat it, but what I said said before, he made that horrendous howler. So let's take one off him for that, because that was horrible. But otherwise, played really well. I'd have otherwise given him an eight plus, probably. So Point off for the howler. Seven. Ooh, point and a half. I think a seven is fair. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Uh, do you, Ollie, Casey, Andy... Similar lines, really. <clears throat> Similar lines doesn't doesn't do much wrong there. I just prefer Pennington. Mm. 
and 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 Pennington gives you a, a, seems to give you a bit more comfort in in looking at the game and maybe gives a, a bit more support to Ekpeteta. But doesn't did nothing wrong when he, you know. It's a seven. Fair, it's another it, seven, isn't it? It is. It is another seven. So we need to get some paddles, don't we? For this. Len Goodman, here we go. Yeah. Right. Who wants CJ? If only Tim was here. Nick, you're more balanced, so you can have CJ. Cheers. For me, CJ, he's he's playing out of position. He's not a wing well, back. That's the first and thing I was going to say. I, I think you need to take that in. He's getting a bum deal, isn't he? Really, I think. He's yeah. not a wing back, he's a left winger. He's not right. Exactly. And I think if he's having a shocker in his best position, you've you've probably got justification to be uh you know scoring him a bit lower. Um but he's kind of a I think it's probably almost like we said at the start, I can't remember who mentioned it, is it a bit of a sort of a, a filling in a stop gap until we get players back or a couple signed and it's it's maybe Len, you're either playing him left wing or he's one to come off the bench as an impact sub. At the moment, it's kind of, can you do this job as an inverted winger? And, you know, you're not going to get a great cross from probably either side when you're playing your players in that position. Um, I'll go six. I think that's fair, a fair summary. Nick. Uh, I'll be Morgan Mitch. Yeah, okay, this is an interesting one because I can't actually remember him playing. I'm just thinking that. Honestly. Which I suppose him and Carey had the same, you know. <laughs> I, I noticed Carey more because he's, he's my new chosen one. He'll probably be changing his getting security details on the advice of Gaz. But um, I, 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 he didn't have a bad game. I, he takes a lovely corner. I'm just saying things that we already know about him, aren't we? He takes a nice corner. He dreads it, but he. he when we'd signed him and, and sort of watching a couple of the pre-season games, what I was hoping was you'd see that player buzzing around and sort of taking pot shots from the edge of the box and things like that and a player with a bit of a trick in him maybe. And he was... I'm going to damn him. I'm going to, I'm going to damn him with... Do you remember when we signed Ethan Robson? And everyone said, oh, Ethan Robson, he looks really good because he just looked good but then he never quite was. And I thought Morgan had a bit of an Ethan robson game where you can't really put my finger on him doing anything wrong. And he did a couple of nice things that looked classy, but he didn't really have any great impact on the game, if that makes sense. So I will give him a seven minus. And just, just going back to him, Mitch, he's a, um, I think I spoke about him um, in a previous pod, um, and he split the uh, Charlton fans. They they <clears throat> they were split about him. Some really liked him, and some mm. saw the worst of him. If you like, I'd like um, to see him properly in the flesh in a live game because I was on holiday for the first one, and then obviously I wasn't. I exited. And I'd like to see him properly in the flesh because I think sometimes on the telly you can lose players because you're following the camera and stuff. You don't see the movement properly. Um, and I really like what I saw of him in the flesh in pre-season. I really liked him. He looked classy. Um, so I'd like to see him in a proper game before and, deciding what and I he did well for he did well against Burton first half. Yeah, okay. The midfield was packed as well, wasn't it, this game? There were, yeah. yeah. Was, it was a very busy yeah. midfield, so it was, I think it was hard to stand out there. <clears throat> um, but one player who did stand out once again, Andy, was, was Ollie Norburn, um, a class act once again and not, not afraid to do the defensive work as, as he bailed Marv out in the first half. I think when he bailed Marv out, someone put in the WhatsApp chat about to uh, build the statue now or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just a class act and he's just really good. And in what we've been waiting for, and he just cry that we could have had him before his ACL as well um, and well, we were just about to sign him weren't, they? Mm. weren't we How he is so good but his career is not that spectacular when you look at it, when you look back at his record it's like oh he hasn't particularly played at any great level for anyone particularly big, he looks like he should have been, he looks like one of them players going hang on, have we got him, he's brilliant you know, it's weird 
I think some, <clears throat> sometimes you're in the right place as well. Um, again, probably, you know, hearing who was in for him and, you know, Bolton made a big play for him, you know, big play for him and, and they're going well. And, um, we did, we did well to snatch him off Bolton cause he's, I think he's a Bolton lad as well. Um, so it's got, he's, he's just a great player, isn't he? He's just really, really good. And we, we, we've wanted someone like him for years. Um, anyway, <laughs> I could wax lyrical on Norburn, so um, definitely an eight. Do we go an eight plus? I don't know. Yeah, no, I say eight plus. That was out of this world. That he was a double tackle as well, wasn't it? Yeah, because he goes through and makes first tackle, and then kind of throws himself across the ground and wins the loose ball on it. Second tackle, he was brilliant. That that alone is worth it. He takes Marv's point back. To him, so yeah. Well, I, I took a point and a half off Marv in the end, so yeah. you give him the plus, he gets that. So there you go, eight plus. Uh, t- uh sorry, Nick, Nick, uh, Sonny Carey again, a bit anonymous. Yeah, he was. It just it, it, it didn't really happen for him, did it? I think it was just a game where we sort of cancel each other out a bit as well. Um, so six. Okay, um, I think it might have suited Kerry if he'd have been a sub yesterday and come on when Virtue come on, and and that would have that would have suited Kerry more because he'd be, be he'd, he's better when the game opens up a little bit. And I think he'd have finished that chance as well, Andy. There is that. Mitch, Andy Lyons playing on the the left hand side, uh, left wing back. Yeah, he- he did all right. Um, obviously, it was that cut in for the goal. Apart from that, as an attacking force, he wasn't, you know, massively, but nobody really was, was he? He wasn't massively influential in attacking sense. But that lad who was on loan from Chelsea, I can't remember his name, he was good. He he was really, you know, he was a whippet and he was tricky um, and he was constantly on the move. And I thought defensively, actually, Lyons stuck to his job pretty well. And he... he he didn't look like he was floundering in the way sometimes CJ did. So I thought, you know, wrong side in a game where he's not really getting to play to his strong suit, which he's attacking. Um, he did all right. So I'll give him what's all right in this game. Seven, 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 plus. seven, yeah, plus. seven plus. Go for plus. Okay. Up top now, Andy, Shane Lavery, um, been given a, just, quite a few high balls to deal with long balls rather um, not really played to his strength so we didn't really have much to feed off did he throughout the match he's uh, <clears throat> I don't think the any of us uh, advocate playing high balls into uh, Levery apart from the corners um, and which he does well with but he um, he tries his backside off as such and uh, he gives everything but some days he's going to have a good day and some days you're going to get those games. We've got to create the chances for him, haven't we? Against Burton, he made that goal himself, didn't he, by harrying the defender, but um, we, we need to create more for him and and that's the problem Yates had, um, that we didn't create quite enough and so uh, hopefully we, we, we're going to sort that out and so he doesn't have to fight in the air and he's, 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 on, he's getting stuff on the floor. And there'll be games where maybe they're not right for him away in those sort of games. And maybe, maybe we'd better go in with a different option. So anyway, uh, <coughs> it was just an average game for him, wasn't it? 5.8 he got on FOTMOB. Worst, worst player rating, 5.8, the lowest. Well, he, missed, he missed the one good chance he had, didn't he? Yeah. Um he didn't convert it, so six plus me. Well, he's, Lavs runs around. He can't make his own chances, can he? Lavs feeds off other players, and if you're not if you're not if you're not teeing up Lavs, then he's not going to score any goals. He's never going to pick it up and do that kind of Jerry run from deep, go scoop past three players and spin round somebody, drag it back on the six yard backs and put it in the opposite corner goal. What he is is he's a, the fox in the box. He'll run onto through balls, and so we didn't make anything for no, him. He, nothing. He had nothing, nothing to feed off. Absolutely nothing. Nope. 
Uh, finally, Jake Beasley, Nick. Uh, again, like one of those players you forgot was playing almost. Yeah, but again, you know, it's for strikers, it's about service, isn't it? You know, and he, what did he get? You know, a lot of the long balls tended to be more to to, to Lavery. And again, I think there's, you know, there's, there's one or two who've sort of said, oh, he's not the answer. Um, but he was the answer the other night against Derby, wasn't he? When he when he scored two, so I think it's it's very early days to be to be writing anybody off. Um, but he did do a great deal yesterday. But again, you know what what chances was he given? We didn't, like I said, we 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 cancelled each other out yesterday. Um, so I will go six. Can I can I just say something about these quickly, which is. All hilarious joking about our former target man aside, I did genuinely think he was a good footballer in the sense that the position and the role that he played, he knew exactly how to play it. And it is a really hard job to be a good target man because you've got to go and look for the game. So what you'd find is, although a player like Medine, not very mobile, he would shift where he's playing on the pitch. He'd come deeper, he'd he'd go wide. And what Bees, to me, looks like he does is he goes, oh, I'm playing in the left-hand channel and plays the left-hand channel. And I was watching him because I sort of, like, I've seen some stuff in him that I like. I jokingly said he jumps like John Murphy, and I still think he does. Um, And I like that. And I see some stuff that he liked. He had some lovely little touches yesterday, which sort of belied the fact he lumbers around the pitch. He had some lovely little touches every now and again. But I kept thinking, come deeper. Come and look for that ball. If you're not finding it, your job is to be the pivot for the attack. Your job is to go and make that island a space for players to get round you. And it was like, it was like, he's, a, he's still a relatively inexperienced player. He's still a relatively young player. And I, I feel like you sort of gnarly 32 year old target man would have adapted the way they were playing or somebody, somebody on the side should have been bees, bees, get deeper, you know, go and find the game. And I, and I think that's where he needs to learn. He technically, He's all right, and he's he's got kind of the makings of a D. He's he's kind of quite good at linking up. He's got quite good vision around him. He's actually quite good in an aerial duel, but it's finding the game for me that he needs to do, if that makes sense. I'd agree. Yeah, like you say, Medine's experience, though, isn't he? And he's played hundreds of games, and, yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah, that, yeah. that comes with that experience, and that's yeah. that's something they probably yeah. need, Critch needs to work on with him. That right, yeah, you're doing this well, but when this is happening in the game. This 100%. is what we need you to do. And he's still not played a lot of football for us, has he? You know, he, he, no. he signed in a couple of games and had a really bad injury. So I think we probably need to take that into account as well. I, I do think as well we need, and we are, you know, looking to get another striker, aren't we? Just to give us, whether it's a plan B or improving plan A. Um, but it, it's very early days, isn't it? So hopefully that's something he can work on and, you know, still have a, a key role to play. Okay, round the room quickly. Man of the match, Mitch. Um, I think probably I'm torn between Norburn and Husband, um, but I think probably Norburn was pretty faultless, so I'll go for Norburn. Andy, Norburn, Nick. Yeah, just I think I think like I say Jimmy had a good game as well, and I thought um, Casey was good as well, but yeah, probably Norburn. Was. Norburn for me as well. Quick, uh, clean, clean sweep. I think that's two out of two for Norburn on the on the league games. Obviously, uh, we played Derby in the week also. Just briefly cover that. Um, Nick, good, good to see his progress to to the round two for once of this cup. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, and then get the cracking draw. Wolves <laughs> away. Wolves, I don't know. Away, I, d- I was I was disappointed when I saw it come out, but the more I thought about it, the more I think, well, they're definitely going to play the B side, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, you know it would be a decent trip to Wolves, big stadium, Premier League ground, Premier League self. Yeah, pure so. chaos at the moment as well, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, like, got rid of the manager, didn't they? Pre-season, yeah. but yeah, I mean going back to Derby, um, you know, obviously we made quite a few changes, um, and it was just ple- I, I've not obviously seen the game, but um, from the highlights I've seen, I think we we kept the ball really well. Um, great for Beasley to get a couple of goals. I know one of them was kind of. Gifted, wasn't it, from the um, mistake from the, the the Derby player? But the the first goal was a was a decent move and a good finish. And 
it's just nice to be in the second round of a cup competition, isn't it? You know, our, we've all supported the team a long time and um, decent cup results and wins are, are sort of few and far between. So hopefully we can we can go and do like something that was like you say, they'll probably make 11 changes. Uh, and we made a few changes the other night, but it was pleasing to see that there wasn't really a drop-off in performance. Now, again, it's early days and... Derby had, had, I think they lost the first game, didn't they, in the in the league? I know they won yesterday, but yeah, just just pleasing to get through for me. When was the last then, time we had a decent run in that cup? I'm just racking my brain now. League cup, yeah, or any cup. League, no, the league cup. Um, we had Arsenal in, at some point in that, but I can't remember at what stage. Was that not FA Cup? Was that during the boycott? <laughs> What round was that? We had oh, a, we had Arsenal in the FA Cup. We had Arsenal in the League Cup in the boycott because I can remember watching it on my laptop thinking, who the fuck are all these players? And just thinking how weird it was. That was the infamous bus day. How little it meant to me and all that. It was. I distinctly remember that game and sort of watching these Tangerine players trotting out and just thinking... I, I don't recognise any of them because I'd stopped going completely. And how was it, no, that was the was. FA Cup, though, wasn't it? It was a Saturday, that was one. It? It was an FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure was it, it was. Really? FA Cup, yeah. Oh, of course, because was, that was when the bus got stopped and everything. Was, yeah. It was on It was yeah. on BBC, wasn't it? But, yeah, uh, I think... Uh, who's I swear in the we had Aston Villa third round. Joseph Smith, yeah. Yeah, I can't really remember. Even thinking back to the 80s, we were always crapping it. Chelsea? Yeah, I went. How was that? That we beat. Did we lose? Four, was it four one at home? Yeah, we beat them by two goals away. in the away yeah, legs. Yeah, so I remember lost. going. I remember I went to that. Yeah, well, I remember I went to the home leg, and I was sat. I was in the um, West Paddock. I didn't know about the South Paddock, but I couldn't get tickets for the South Paddock. It was in the West Paddock. I remember Hullet was on the flight. I just it was mental seeing Hullet, and we got battered. And then I, re- I remember the return like I'd gone out with my mates on the park, and I'd taken a little radio with me. And like I've said before, I grew up in Wigan, and all my mates, none of which gave a shit about Blackpool because they're all like Wigan lads. We ended up sat around my radio, all of us drinking cider, whilst we absolutely battered Chelsea. And then everyone thinking, "Fucking hell, they're gonna be, they're gonna do it," and we didn't quite do it. It was that way around, wasn't it? Yeah. Got twatted at home and then nearly beat them at Stamford Bridge. There you go. I actually went to that strong. Memories with Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was, I was. I was saying last week that that we need. You know, I think it's good because we do get to play some of the players um, that don't normally play if you, in the league games, maybe, but and keep them sharp. But also, it gives us a chance to get some momentum. Winning is a habit. Winning's a habit, and if we if we do well in the cup, it invariably will go through to the league form. I'm I'm not having it that I'm not having it at all that it's a good thing concentrating on the league. That's a defeatist mentality to me. Just play, 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 and win. Have you been drinking the raggy aid before you came on, Andy? Sort of thing. Raggy had come out with this a rousing speech. Love it. Tangerine cup. <laughs> Tangerine cup full of raggy-aid on the table. I've got the Arsenal facts. We played them in the League Cup on the 31st of October 2018, which is the game that I remember watching at home, going, who the fuck are all these players? But then we also played in the FA Cup 5th January 2019, which was where it kicked off, if I remember rightly. In what way kicked off? Well, it was all with the bus being stopped and all that. Oh, when Neil Holden went, Neil went on the yeah, roof. Yeah, Neil Holden got on the roof yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and then, and then they were, they were, they had the believe whatever the look of Doncaster or something like that. We played at Preston the following day, and they um, the Doncaster bus turned up, so the Arsenal got on that and came to Blackpool on the Doncaster bus. So they had the incredible luck or to for that to happen else uh, they would have been arriving in taxis uh dave coleman uh we won the football league war cup in 1943 um david uh, for the, for those of a certain vintage that phrase was uh definitely made well david is uh, of a vintage years but um yeah uh, 
We won the best trophy ever in the war, which was the, I think it was called the Cup Wins Cup, because it was split, the, the leagues were split, the leagues and the cups were split into north and south to reduce the travelling in the war. And then the winners of the north and the south played each other in a final to declare who was the, who was the overall champion, and we won it. And I'm sure it was called the Cup Wins Cup, which is the best name ever. Was was Pele and Sylvester Stallone and John Walker playing in this team? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Then half the Ipswich squad. <laughs> Mike Summerby, John Walker, <laughs> Russell Osman. Was Bobby Moore in it as well? He was. He yeah. was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Escape to Victory. Watch it if you've not seen it. Um, right, just before we go, we've got Port Vale. Tomorrow, they got an absolute hammering on the opening day of the season. Was it 7-0 at Barnsley? They did. They got leathered, but they beat... They beat Reading yesterday. They beat Reading £173 on my accumulator. So, we definitely need to beat them on Tuesday. One of them teams, Nick, that you never back against. Vale. Well, I'm quite looking forward to going to Port Vale away. I've not been for years, years, and years, and years. Christmas, John. Fun fact about Port Vale, about vale Park, right? Did you know what Vale Park was originally intended as? Um, it was... It was it was built in the 50s. It's not actually that old. It was built in the 50s, I think, and they intended to build it into a Wembley of the North. So they made all, like, the first layer of banking and stuff and then went, yeah, they did, seriously. Owen Oyster wasn't the uh, architect and founder of this vision, was he? (laughs) Retractable roof. Historically, it held a huge amount when he was terracing, like a ridiculous amount for Port Vale, and they saw, but they never finished it. So it was just like the base. If it was like, if you like a sort of super stadium, but just the first tier of it, and they never finished it off. And there's all these designs online of like what Vale Park would have been had it ever been finished. And then in the like the nineties and two thousands, when you know after Hillsborough, that they sort of like tacked roofs on here and there and made it a bit more normal. But it was it was. It was originally supposed to be the like Wembley of the North in sort of like Midlands area centre of the country and everything. They had that go. main stand. They had the main stand that mm. they didn't finish for until the and the current owners took over. The, I think Shannon or uh, Carol Shannon and the the owner now. Yeah, and and you they, could see they through it. Main you? Stand you could that, see through the yeah. Remember that? It, was, it, it was like still half bricks and things like that just like um, it, and and it stayed like that for about five or six seven years or something until this owner took it's, over Andy Andy it's almost as tin part as having a, a golf stand at your football ground for years and years and years they would it? do that or a car park for years and years and years who do that what sort of tin part outfits do that the Carl Oyston Gene Kelly my god so how do we anyway. think this game's going to go then? 3-0 Blackpool. 27-0, Sonny Carey's going to score them all. <laughs> no, um, I fancy is 3-1. Andy? We're not conceding. 4-0. We're not. We're not conceding. Grimmy, Grimmy, Grimmy doesn't want to let any in. He's not conceded four. a goal for four games now, Grimmy. With Norwich included. Oh no, three because he didn't play in the League Cup. Forget that. I'm getting carried away with my facts. <laughs> I think I'm Sean McGinley. <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I think it's a really important week for us this because we've got Orient on Saturday as well, haven't we? And I think, you know, uh, we need to be looking into, at six points, really, in all seriousness. Um, there'll be some sides going away at the top. And, and we need to make sure we're up there and and not dropping silly points at home. This this is a reasonably good start for us. By the way, with the fixtures, they've been kind to us at the start to give us confidence. So six points this week could be could be huge. I'll put my secure hat on and say we'll probably lose two one then. <laughs> well, they're very leaky. Um, they've let in. 
two against Fleetwood, seven against Barnsley. Right, they kept a clean sheet against Reading, but Reading have got all sorts of problems, haven't they? So this, this is a, this is a weird thing to say with that in mind. Is it almost like us to concede? Because if we can, I'd almost like us to go right. They concede goals. You know, what's the point in trying to shut up shop against a, 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 a you know a side with a leaky defence? Get at them, try and score four or five, and if you concede two, doing it, so what? And I think that's that's a side to us that we need to have, isn't it? You know, we, yes. Yes, it's good controlling games. The other two games with Derby and Burton, we've got it. We've got you know we've controlled those games. We've gone got the goals and then controlled them, sort of pretty vice like. Got the win, two nil, easy nil nil draw. But I'd like a bit of chaos, you know. I'd like a bit of chaos and I'd like a bit of bit of attacking, a bit of excitement. And I think some of the forward players probably need us to play like that to get the best out of them, you know. Do you think this Jensen Ware will start then? Because obviously he wasn't registered in time, but he will be. And he's, he's a box to box goal scoring midfielder and maybe just the sort of thing we're looking for. Um, hey. Setting up Lavery, a bit more creativity hey. in there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Critch tends to be fairly cautious in, he bring, in, in mm-hmm. who he brings, brings in, isn't he? I mean, I. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sort of rotate things a bit, but, you know, it's great, and it? He'll probably bring Kenny Dougal in and Matty Virtue in because it's their turn to play now because that's that's what he does. But, yeah, I mean, I'd hope to see Jensen Weir start. And I think, you know, players like him and Carey and, and if Dale gets a start and um, that sort of player, they need us to be going for it. They're not, the, you're not going to get the best out of them just playing percentages football. So I think as Mark said there, Mitch, we need 90 points minimum for automatic. We have to yeah. go all out to win these two. You're right, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and that's, I think that's put it much better than I did. We have to go out to win rather than go out to not lose. So, you know, hopefully we will. Score prediction. Before we go. We've done it, haven't we? I said 3-1. Nick said 3-0. I can't remember what I can't remember said. what Andy's was. 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. Okay. I'll go for nil as well. I think we're going to sneak it 1-0. I'll go for a more negative one, but I think we'll just win the game 1-0. Right, on the, on that note, I think we'll go. We've gone over an hour, haven't we? Um, thanks for your company this evening, gentlemen. Um, just before you go, everyone, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel again. We've got a lot of people watching these videos, but not everyone subscribes. If you do that, do us a favour. That would be much appreciated. And um, we'll be coming back... Um, after the Orient game I think next week and what I'm going to say is thanks for watching thanks for downloading and up the pool come on against the Valiants up the pool away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.